What up, what up, what up, Bars Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Dropping Bars Podcast. I am your host, Kimron Korean, and today I have a great one for you. I have with me Miss Denisha Daniel, personal and business finance expert out there in Grenada, as someone I went to Tamsisio with as well. So, you know, very special guest this morning. Denisha, welcome to Dropping Bars. Hello, Kimron. Hello, listeners. It's so nice to finally be here. And hello to the Bars Nation. Actually, listen to your podcast, okay? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Lovely. So, so, right. so you're a member of the Bars Nation. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. great. I mean, let's jump right in. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, before, before, we, before we, we, we delve deep into what I really wanted to talk about, um, can, you, can you tell the Bars Nation who is Denisha Daniel? Oh, sure. Okay. Um. This question is always ticklish because everybody has different sides. So I'm Denisha Daniel. I am an academic. I love to study. I am a wife. I am a business owner. I am a sister. I'm a daughter. Okay. And I am the owner of my own business called Excelsior, which is a business that focuses on finance and business consulting, specifically for small business owners. And the whole aim is to get individuals and businesses to better manage their finances. Fantastic. And, and that's something that it is so needed within our, our, our society, within, within our community. But talk to me, talk to me about, about that. Like, how did you get, how did you get into the, the, the finance space? Like, what was the trajectory like? Well, it started in secondary school. You know, they usually ask you what you want to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, for my younger childhood, I always said I wanted to be a teacher. I don't know why it was something I said. Then when I got into secondary school, it it became more serious. And I had a discussion with my mom. And just by default, she jumped up and said she wants me to be an accountant. To this day, when I ask her, she tells me she does not remember that conversation. Right? But I remember her saying that. And I didn't I wasn't sure what accounting involved. But it so happened when I got to Form 4, they introduced accounting to school. So I signed up. And I loved accounting in secondary school. Then I got to Tam CC where I met the likes of Kimron Korean. And I hated <laughs> I hated accounts. It wasn't because of Kimron though, but it's just a good, different good, place. Good. Sorry if I <laughs> yeah. because it wasn't Kimron. But I just remember Kimron being so brilliant and wise. It's like, um, I think I, I think I'm too young for this. He was he was just always knowledgeable and had insight. So the dropping bars you're hearing from Kimron now. He's been like that ever since I met him. Okay. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, I had a um, a love-hate relationship with accounting. And from time CC, I decided, I don't think this is it. I'm not going to be doing this anymore. I think I'll do business management. But you know how the Grenadian community is when I left time CC. Guess what job I got? An accounting job. An accounting. Right. And then from there, I moved on to guess what? Another accounting job. And then I moved on again to another accounting job. But this one was more like management supervisor. So I kind of didn't have a choice. The universe was aligning. Yes, it really was to what my mom said. (laughs) So um, eventually I did a master's in finance, uh, which is different from accounts. People tend to mix accounting and finance a lot. So I did a master's in finance. And what I started noticing, especially from my studies and then with my work experience, 
work experience is that there was a disconnect between what the regular man should know about finance and what is being taught in school. And the way I was able to correlate it to is that I started observing the behaviors of my co-workers when it came to money and then looking for the answers in the textbook and I couldn't find it. So I started doing individual research. That's how I ended up in this space. Oh, fantastic. And you know, uh, funny thing is, I tried to do accounting in, in TAMCC as well. Mm-hmm. And they told me that I wasn't able to because I did not do accounting in, in secondary school because I wanted to do uh, business economics and accounting. Ah. And they're like, oh, you can't do accounting because you, you, you don't have the foundation from secondary school. And I felt like I, would, I, felt like I could have done well. So I, I ended up the- doing... And I, so I, I ended up doing business economics and math, and I don't regret anyways. Um, so I substituted math um, for, for, for accounting because they wouldn't allow me to. And okay. it's funny, when you said um, back in, in, in primary school, when they, when they asked you what you wanted to be, you said uh, a teacher. For me, the answer was a police. And I kid you not, to this day, I am still like obsessed with law enforcement. I don't know why, but I, I'm like, Maybe I really should have been a police. I didn't listen to my calling. <laughs> well, and it's so different, like police and business I, and economics. I, I know, right? Tell me about it. Like, I, I, mine relates. Teaching, well, finance. No, yes, 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 relate. So. Uh, for me, for me, it's, it's I wanted to be a police, but hey, I guess it is what it is. Maybe that, that was not for me. Maybe when you... But, at some point, you might, you know, do some two-week course or something. And... Maybe. You, you never know. You just never, never know. know. Okay. So, I know I know that you're, you're in, um, you work with small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, helping them to manage their finances, to, to, to understand um, the, some, some of the different um, areas of finance that they may not think about normally. But I want you to talk to me a little bit about... Um, we're we gonna talk about business finance in a bit, mm-hmm. but I wanted I wanted to look into personal finance for 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 a, for a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. because right now in Grenada we are celebrating our the annual Spice Mass, uh, Grenada's Carnival, mm-hmm. and we know Spice Mass is one of the times when a lot of money is spent. You know, people spend money on costumes, people spend money on the, going to the different shows. And right after Spice Mass, you know, is is back to school, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, can you can you share some some tips uh, that people should should pay attention to as it relates to managing their money during this period of you know celebration on Spice Mass? Well, I'm not sure if they listen now because it's a bit late. Carnival is in about a week. <laughs> I know, I know. Right. But um, if it does touch the air of somebody who needs the advice, it would be to budget. That's, I think, budgeting to me is the answer to all financial problems. That's how it starts. You start with a budget. So the first thing you need to do is determine how much money you need to have for your children to go back to school. And as much as possible, set that aside. And something I always say when it comes to expected activities, like Carnival is not new we know when carnival is every year and right. more than likely you know if you're going to be attending carnival so my advice is usually to plan in advance just as you would with a vacation unless you have to travel suddenly people plan for vacations those are expenses that are 
large, you need to plan ahead for it. And planning ahead doesn't necessarily mean go find a loan at the last minute, which is what most people do. So they, so planning ahead helps you. But for now, at this point, you just need to ensure that whatever you're spending, you have enough to take care of your children's school expenses at the start of the year. And it's a problem I've seen in most of the places I've worked is that there's always an influx of um, requests for salary advances and loan, loan, um, what you call them, loan assignments around mm -hmm. end of August, beginning of September period, because people after they've enjoyed themselves for Carnival, then they realize, hey, kind of forgot my children's school and they yeah. need to scramble. Yes, yeah, so if you could know at this point, then put something aside. If you can't, then I, you may have to go the credit way, which is not what I like to advise. Right, because I mean, this going far into personal finance, but then we start thinking about good and bad credit. And if you engage in credit facilities for something like that, it's not what is determined as a good credit facility. So, yeah, planning is what really helps at this point. If you could squeeze something, probably miss a show that could equate, or if you could look ahead at your at your income for the end of the month and you're able to afford it, then fine, enjoy. All right, but. It's sometimes I think it's sad that children, when I say children are left, it's like it's left as an afterthought when you should do it ahead of time. Even if it's a case where you plan before and you purchase the books, you do the clothes, you do the uniform, everything. Then whatever you decide based on what you have, which events you can go to. But people live in the moment. And that's what that's one of the major problems when it comes to proper managing of personal finances. Yeah, and, and and you mentioned you mentioned for example like um loans and something I've seen as well is people tend to apply for loans for the like spice mask for like so mm -hmm. they wanna buy the costumes, they wanna go to the shows, and I know there are some institutions that actually give carnival loans. What are your thoughts on, on taking a loan for carnival? I mean, I have my thoughts on that and uh, trust me, you don't wanna hear it. But but what what are your thoughts on like going to a financial institution? Well, on the business side, I think the financial institutions are smart, okay. Mm -hmm. But on the personal side, I don't think it's wise. So let me explain why. I mentioned good and bad credit earlier. I'm not trying to get too teachy, but good credit is any credit facility that you enter into that gives you a return, kind of like investing, right? Right. You don't get a return when you take a a loan. For Carnival, the money is just used and that's it. So that's bad credit because at the end of the day, you need to get something back. And I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you don't enjoy your life. I'm just saying that you have to plan for major expenses like that. So I don't think a loan is a good idea for Carnival. That's my personal take. Um, if you're studying proper financial management, you'll see that it's not the best idea either. But some people do it and I could see why. I'm just saying in future, if you're hearing this, Please plan ahead of time. You know, Carnival is coming up next year. It's second weekend in, sec from the second Monday in August. August. Mm -hmm. Plan ahead. You have a whole year. So yeah. I don't think loan. And then the loan, because of the types of loans, it is the interest rates are usually higher. Oh, extremely high. And people don't look at things like that. Because when you hear something to the effect, like you're taking out, a, let's say, a $10,000 loan. Just to segue a bit, I didn't realize that um some of these events were so expensive. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're like especially 
I'd imagine they're, they're expensive, like just for the regular. Think about yeah. the VIPs and so. I know. I was so surprised. So um, there's this good tool that I use and it's very easy. You go to Excel and you put in, let me be careful because I always stumble by this word. You type in a template called loan amortization. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excel has a template that shows you how the breakdown of loans are. So when you have the interest rate, the term of the loan, the amount you're paying, but you, you've loaned because you remember if you pay five, if you loan 5,000, you're not paying 5,000 back, right? There's interest on that. It shows you the breakdown and at the end, you could see how much you're actually paying back in dollar value when you get an interest rate quote from the financial institution. We just go and sign the loan because we want the money. It's we nice money. to look at it because when you look at it, then you start to question, is this really necessary? Could I shop around? Could I put apart? Could I reduce the term of the loan? Because the less years you have to pay, the cheaper the interest rate is for you. Those are some things you may want to consider when you're when you have to engage in a loan facility. Yeah, that's 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 great advice. For me, I, I am one hundred percent against uh loans for like um carnival. And as a matter of fact, I am against loans where you use it for like a, a limited period <laughs> but have to pay back over years. So for example, you know you take a loan for like a, a two week jump up or one week jump up or you take a loan for like um to go on vacation for like one week and then two years you're paying you, back. you have to pay back in three years you have to be paying back and yeah. to me that's like and i know it's I, i'm against i'm against all those all those type of loans I um agree. right right yeah like so so yeah because the thing is but, you've enjoyed it already for the small time you've enjoyed it already and then two mm-hmm. years later, it's still going. And some people, they refinance to do it again. And it's not, exactly. it does not benefit you. Financially, it does not benefit you. If you did not know, I'm letting you know, it does not benefit you financially. And and, and, and that's my and that's my thing on it. And that's my thing. I'm like, I, I just enjoyed myself for one week. And then two, three years down the line, I am still paying back for that one week of excitement, pleasure whatever it is it, yeah. it, it, does, it doesn't sit well with me but anyways anyways uh great <laughs> I, I mean i am not against having fun i'm definitely i'm definitely for having fun but like you rightly said if we plan in advance because carnival yeah. is not like a surprise thing we know yeah. can, when it's carnival every year so if you plan in advance then we don't have to get caught with our fans down where finance is concerned so fantastic now i want to move away from the personal side a little bit uh, and go into the, the business side now right and um, what, I, what, I, what I want to ask you about, uh, what are some of the unpopular um, small business tips or advice that businesses should be paying attention to, but they, they sometimes they don't? So, okay. you know, so we, we always hear, we, when, when we look at like small business finance, there are some things that we, that we hear uh, on the regular. <laughs> and... Sometimes we, we listen, we don't listen, whatever the, t- the case is. Right. But, but are there any, are there any, any ones, any advice or tips that, that you believe people should be paying more attention to and that you don't hear people talking about on the, on the regular? Um, there are some things you should pay attention to. Some, in some circles, you hear it often. 
So I'm going to reiterate. But the very first one, and this one is, I think it's a pet peeve of mine because I'm in personal as well as business finance, is please, and I'm singing this for you, do not mix your personal finance with your business finance. Guilty as Okay? Do not. Do it. All right? Okay, now back to my normal voice. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that, and I'm trying my best to Sir. therapy. <laughs> Sir Bar Nation, please. <laughs> that is my number one pet peeve when it comes to this. There's a lot of other things I could tell you, but you see that one? Mm. Do not. Please don't do it. It's, I guess, I can understand how it happens, especially when you're an entrepreneur. Everything is muddled together. That's fair. If you, but what I suggest for people like that is that you keep proper records. So you keep your receipts, you keep that, you keep everything because at the end of the day, yes, it's you as an entrepreneur, but you're still a business. So you need to be able to present your financial records. If you have a desire to grow, you have to get into any credit. You need to have your records. So I say for those, sometimes it's unavoidable. You know, when it's you, you're your business, your business is you. It's difficult to say, I'm taking a salary. That's okay, but just keep the proper records. For those persons who are a little bigger, mm-hmm. I need a full salary. Please <laughs> don't mix it. It's it's difficult, especially for the people who are. If you're not a person, for the people who are doing your books, it could be frustrating to be figuring out. And another thing, you see, when you take that card and you go to the ATM machine and you pull some cash out. That's another one. That's, I always say cash is harder to track. While it is, it's easy in that it's hard paper. So you know that if it's $100, it's $100. Whereas if there's something that you're trying to ascribe a value to, for example, you want to value your labor. So you may say today your labor is $40 or you may say tomorrow your labor is 60. That's kind of if you were as cash is cash. However, if you do not keep records, you don't know what to do the cash could disappear. For example, let's say I come, I come to you as a client and I pay you your hourly rate in cash. That does not pass through your records at all unless you physically put it in. So you could just pocket that and move on, right? Then at the end of the day, when you start looking at your books, you're thinking, I thought I made more money than that. Why doesn't it re- reflect? Because you did not manage the cash well. So those are my two top pet peeves, but there are some more things that businesses should pay attention to. I think you so, you look like you're gonna ask me something. No, yeah, no. So I wanted to I wanted to I'm um, going back to the, the separation of business and personal finance because that, because that's a big one. I know I'm I'm guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in the past, I have I have you know just muddled the water a little bit. I've mm-hmm. been I've been trying to to, to to really not have that happen um now um and uh, so the 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 so well one of the solutions to that in in apart from like tracking. Every everything every every dollar that you spend, so that mm-hmm. when your accountant is doing your books, they can really they can know what they're doing. Is we just say it's better to just take a salary, and yes. and 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 just whatever your salary is. If it's one thousand, two thousand dollars, then you pay that to yourself, and 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 that's that. Uh, or and and when I say take a salary, I'm thinking at the, at the end of the month, do I? Is it best to just? Write yourself a check or whatever the case is. That that's your salary for the month. You transfer it to another bank account or whatever. Or can you say, 
um, throughout the month, I am spending $2,000. And that, that's counted my salary, but I'm spending it from the business card. Okay. Um, my suggestion, um, I usually have a mixed suggestion. Definitely take a salary and keep it fixed. Um, okay. The time period, it could be, well, in Grenada, there's a lot of bi-weekly payments now, so it could be bi-weekly. It could be monthly. I like the fixed period because if it's not, for example, if you're doing like a card ATM withdrawal or a transfer, if there's no memo, at least your accountant is aware that every time they see around the 15th, 21st, or whenever you you decide, okay. they see this fixed amount coming out, they just know automatically that that's your salary, right? Okay. So definitely salary yourself. As an entrepreneur, while you may desire a proper 8 to 4 type salary, that's, mm-hmm. we know how it goes. So another suggestion I have is, I'm not against the business funding certain of your expenses. That's quite okay, all right? Because you're the one investing your time into having the business grow. So what I tend to say is when it comes to personal expenses, things like your groceries and things that you kind of don't want to see on the books too much, mm-hmm. take what, let's say you know you would spend $1,000 every month, then call that your salary and pay that to yourself. However, okay. if you have things like you work out of your house, and you personally have a mortgage, you could contribute towards the mortgage and college rent because the business is operating in your personal dwelling. If you use a vehicle for your business and you own a personal vehicle, have the business cover some of your vehicular expenses. And so whatever you would have taken for yourself to spend if you had a salary salary from an eight to four job, you know, you would do all things like I'm going to pay my mortgage, vehicle, rent, school fees for the children, medical expenses, savings, that kind of thing, whatever is appropriate enough to say that the business could fund this, put it as a business expense. Okay. So it doesn't look as if you're not being compensated enough from the business. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Makes sense. Because I think that's one of, that's one of the biggest, the biggest things. Um, and I know, um, growing up, uh, I, I heard the story of this businessman, prominent businessman in my area, who, um, I guess his business started failing mm-hmm. because he started financing his lifestyle from from the business, and before before long, the business the business actually flopped, and um, I I remember I remember you know people people actually this talking about that discussing the situation and they're like, yeah like he was financing his his lifestyle. I'm not gonna say what lifestyle, but financing his lifestyle um, from the business. So like writing checks and 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 doing whatever. Uh from since then it's it, it dawned on me, no, yo, like that that does that doesn't make any sense. You know, um there must be some kind of separation. And if you wanna have a particular lifestyle, then that lifestyle has to be financed from the salary that you give yourself from the business and, and not the business itself. So um great. Uh thank you. Thank you for sharing that. No, in, in a similar vein, I want to look at some of the mistakes that um, that you've seen. I mean, not separating business and 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 and, and personal is, is is yes, it's one of those mistakes. But I want to jump a little bit deeper and, and see if there are any like other like major mistakes that you see businesses making with their finances that they should stop like yesterday. Yeah, one of the um the things that I've noticed most recently, and it's it's frequent is the monitoring of your cash flow and that's important because i like to use personal examples because i think it's easier for people to relate it 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you're an employee, every month your salary is $4,000. That's expected. And you plan your life around the $4,000. When you're a business owner, things are a little bit different. So you may get in one month, you're, you're clocking in a nice $15,000 and then two months pass where there's nothing. And then you see a $300 coming and then, you know, so it's difficult, right? But what people tend to do, especially entrepreneurs, well, when I say entrepreneurs, like one, the solopreneurs, when things are, I guess, after going through a bleak period, when you see that big influx come, they get excited and they, they're like, all right, I haven't paid myself in a while. Let me give myself a chunk of the change. And I'm not saying you don't deserve it, but I'm just drawing an example for you to see. Then they know they have some people that they owe that have been on their back. They just write big checks and pay people off. And they're living in that moment of the big influx of cash, not thinking that, hello, I've just been on a dry spell. The likelihood of it happening again is real because that's just an HR business. So not monitoring your cash flow, not being able to predict your income or plan to have some form of predictable income puts businesses in a dire situation because if you don't know what's coming in but your expenses are always coming in it gets a little bit iffy people could get anxious they start making bad decisions sometimes they go into debt when they shouldn't sometimes it's because of high debt that they're in the situation so there's a lot of things that spill off of that so the number one thing i would probably say is the cash flow issue and then there's a lot of smaller ones that spill off of cash flow management yeah, because uh, one of the things, one of the things that I've, I've, I, I, I note, I know is at least you you have you have your your fixed um expenses, mm-hmm. and whether you make money or not, your fixed your fixed cost, your fixed expenses are not going to. If you're renting, you have to pay your rent, whether or not whether you make money or not. Mm-hmm. So 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 definitely what you're saying makes a lot of sense in the sense that not because you get a big chunk today, you, you made fifteen twenty thousand this month. Mm-hmm. You feel like, oh, well, you know, I didn't have anything in the last two months, so let me just splurge a little bit and enjoy this moment. Now, you, you have to remember that, hey, maybe there might be a little dry spell, so maybe the next two or three months, uh, you may end up in a situation where there's, there's nothing as well. So uh, that's that's actually that's actually great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. And um, so l- let me let me ask you this. Uh, for, for, for if there are any young people getting into... Um, finance, accounting. Uh, what what encouragement would you give to them? Would you tell them, yes, go right ahead or run far? <laughs> I'll give them my answer that's neither black nor white. I'll give them a shade of Greek answer. <laughs> it depends. People like to say they don't like an accounting because it's math. Here's what I say: if you could add, subtract, multiply, and divide, you're good, right? The thing with accounts is just. It's, it's, it's a language. It confuses you. And that's why I like to give personal examples because when I start explaining accounting or bookkeeping to people and I apply it to personal, they're like, really? I could handle, man. Of course you can. Okay? So it depends. First of all, you have to have a love for it because I, people tend to tell me I'm not a typical, typical accountant and I think it's true because I don't like monotony, which is strange when you're in the accountant field. Like, it doesn't work. But I, and somebody told me the other day, they were like, you know, you're, you're highly administrative, but you have a creative streak. I'm like, yeah, and the creative one is taking over. It's making me a little bit off balance, you know? 
but you need to know yourself. And yes. for whatever field you go into, you need to know yourself and you need to be able to adapt. Because a lot of times, what you think it is, when you get into it, you realize it demands a character shift in you. It demands you to think differently. You have to be able to navigate all of those. So if you think you want to get into finance and account, by all means, go ahead. If you're unsure, ask questions. Make sure you cover all of your concerns. And if at the end of it, you don't feel comfortable, then don't do it. I don't advocate for people to do things that they feel forced to go into. Go into okay. it with enough knowledge. And then when you decide that that's what you want, stick to it. You'll always have to learn. You'll always have to grow. I found myself the other day going back to a basic financial accounting class. And I was like, at this level, really, Denisha? But there were some things I had to go over again because I learned this since I was in secondary school. Right. And the principles are important. So I found myself struggling doing something. And I'm like, you probably shouldn't be struggling at this stage in your life. And I went back to the basics and I'm like, ah. And then in a minute, I was able to get through what I was what I was having difficulties with. So it's important to always be open to change and to growth and to learning. You said so, you said something that I think is so important because it, it's, it's the same thing with me as well. You said that, you know, you were struggling with something and you just, you just went back to basics. Uh-huh. You went back to basics. And I think sometimes that is the simplest thing that we can do. Uh, just, you know, go back to the basics. And I, I know, I know some, some, in some professions, some people, uh, they, they are, they pretty much depends on the basic. And they, they said to me, the basic is the building block of everything else that they do. So they never let themselves get too far away from the basic. And this is the same thing with me. Uh, in the, the other day, I found myself, I'm like, I'll try to remember, I'm trying, I was going to run some, some Facebook ads for a client. And I'm trying to remember something while I'm there in the ad manager. And I'm like, but I, but I had this thing like Jack. And now it's like, wait a minute. Where can I? And, and I had to go back. And I had to go back into a training that I did. <laughs> to remember what I said. And then I'm like, okay, yes, that, that was it. But yeah, I, I really love that you, that, that you, that you mentioned that. Sometimes the, it, the, the, the going back to basic is one of the best places that you can that you can be and, and just kind of understanding the basics really is the, the building block of everything because you, you build everything upon on, on top of that so uh Denisha, thank you so much for for coming and dropping bars with the bars nation mm-hmm. i have one more question for you and um it's uh it, it, it it's 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 not a typical question uh, i know that you had to stump people with that okay. one well, not not deliberately but yeah, you know uh, if I, if I were to give you one hundred dollars right now, and you had like twenty four hours to spend it all, what would you buy? What would I buy? Like right now, you're giving me. I've handed it to you right now. Here's a hundred dollars. Go spend it right now. What would you buy? Do I'm going to buy a birthday cake. All right. A birthday cake. That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why. I saw something on social media once, and I thought it was so funny. It was a meme, and it said, do you know that you could buy a birthday cake when it's not your birthday? Nobody asks you. And I'm like, that's so simple, but it's true. Why do we wait until it's our birthday to buy a birthday cake? Man, I'm buying a birthday cake. Interesting. Interesting. 
interesting. You know, actually, maybe I should buy a birthday cake this, um, next week or, or, or this yeah. week. Just buy a birthday I mean, cake and eat a Yeah. Who said I only had to eat cake on my birthday? They don't ask for ID. They don't ask for proof. Nothing. And nobody's telling you it's not your birthday. They don't need the cakes. I'm no. buying a birthday cake. Oh, uh, fantastic. Uh, so, uh, Bars Nation, we were talking with Miss Denisha Daniel, postal and business finance expert out there in Grenada. Also, Denisha, uh, before you go, um, you have an event um, coming up soon. Yes, I do. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. Okay. So, on September 17, I have an event called Hustler to CEO. It's a, it's a business finance seminar for small business owners. And it came out of all the questions that Kimran asked earlier about businesses and keeping their finances in order. Something I found common among a lot of the businesses I work with is that they're frustrated with their financial situation and they don't know how to get out of it. When I sit and I chat with them and they gain clarity, they're able to move forward. So the session is geared at helping you to create regular streams of income to be able to plan better for your cash flow, which is what I mentioned earlier. And uh, I have somebody who's an expert in taxes coming and speak about it, about taxation and business registration, because there's a lot of benefits to be had from being a registered business owner. And I also have a legal expert coming in to speak about legalizing your business practices and all of that and the advantages and how you could benefit from it in Grenada. And I thought it was very critical to have this session for that very reason. So people are able to know how to maximize their businesses, maximize their revenue, and to not be so frustrated by the things that happen and the unexpected expenses and the frustration of just doing it on your own. By the way, I absolutely love the name. Hustler to CEO. Let me like, tell you how it came about. It was brilliant. Let me tell you. It, it was one day I was talking to just a series of people and they were like, you're hustling. And I'm like, of course I am gotta get this thing off the ground and then i started listening to one of my mentors and they're like hustling is not it ceos don't hustle they plan they know what's coming you know and i'm like oh, say that again no 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 say that again say that again say that again it says ceos don't hustle okay and i'm like wait what so i've been doing this thing wrong all the time so th then i took a step back in all honesty i took a step back and in taking a step back it did mean taking a step back from the, the predictable income that I had. But in stepping back, I found myself gaining clarity and what we said earlier, going back to the basics of why I started the business and I realized that I was pursuing the money and not the passion side of it. Mm. And because of that, I found myself having a lot of clients and becoming frustrated with the work I was doing. Okay. So I had to step back and then decide what do I really want for the brand that I'm building and then move from there. So it's something like that because, yes, the money is important, but you, I'm telling you because I've lived it, it could get very frustrated when you find yourself doing things because you need the money as opposed to you doing it because you're fulfilling a need or answering that's a certain it. problem in the community. So, yeah. Well, that's, that is, wow, that is fantastic. So, I mean, Bars Nation, if you're listening to this, uh, connect, connect with Denisha. How, how can people connect with you? I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Even though I'm not popular in posting, and I know we spoke about this, Cameron, so like, don't judge me. <laughs> I'm, I'm available. Like, I have my stuff set up. So find me on Facebook, 
Instagram at Excelsior GND. And I'm also available on WhatsApp 406 8884. 473-406-8884. And you can find me there. And spots are limited for the event. Like very limited. So you have to register early. Don't think that you could wait until the 16th because there's a registration period and spots are seriously limited. Because I wanted it to stay intimate so people could pull the most from the speakers that will be there. So yeah. Register early. Fabulous. Fabulous. So, uh, Denisha, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence on the Dropping Bars podcast. I mean, I know there were so, there were so many bars uh, that were dropped. I know people are going to find a lot of great value from it. So, thank you. Yo, a bright star representing a Dropping Bars with Kimran Korean. It's all about life lesson and a youth. Bob Mali do it with the mouth, see and do it with them food. Never doubt yourself. Never lose the focus. Just some more positive content, you know? Fully provision. Good meditation, dropping bars and I build the motivation. Yo, Kim Ran Korean, every ghetto youth, them a pre-elevation. Stop carry feelings, focus on the arts and craft. Get rid of all malice and dirty attitude. Work hard, believe in all your dreams. These are the motivation tips, dad. Success strategies. Energy, follow energies. Negative follow negativity There is a free will to creativity It's a journey within Cause we dropping bars Dropping bars, dropping bars We keep going hard Going hard, going hard We keep dropping bars Dropping bars, dropping bars Dropping bars Bars. We keep going on, going on.